0: The ABC has extremist crime all wrong. Like usual, it tends to focus on leftist populist news rather than reporting the facts. Welcome to my cast. Firstly, I'd like to refer to an ABC report. Federal government urged to do more on right-wing extremism after Western Australian attack. Uh, it was dated the twenty fourth, of second, twenty twenty one. The federal government is facing accusations that it has failed to do, it has failed to do enough to curb the right wing extremism. After a man with a swastika painted on his forehead allegedly attacked an Aboriginal woman with a makeshift fl- flamethrower, Western Australian police alleged the man approached the woman while she was in her with her teenage daughter on the way to the shops in Perth suburb on Saturday evening. They allege he yelled racial obscenities at the woman before trying to burn her by the use of a can of deodorant and a lighter as a makeshift flamethrower. The racially motivated attack on First Nations woman is another instance of a disconcerting trend in right-wing extremism and white supremacy in Australia, said Linda Burnell. sorry, She's the federal Labor spokeswoman for Indigenous Australians. Firstly, I'd like to point out the, that this is a horrendous attack and there is absolutely no circumstances that would justify this type of behaviour. I totally condemn it. To have a full understanding of the claims the ABC is making, let's have a closer look into ex- extremism in Australia. I think it's important to, to first understand that right-wing extremism in Australia has been intermittent around 150 accounts of it since World War II. Most accounts and acts were not successful. I repeat that, most accounts and and acts were not successful. Firstly, we will discuss ethno-nationalist extremism. This concerns mostly international or political and independent struggles. You could assume that it's linked to our current and historical immigration policies. We import this type of extremism. If we didn't have such an open immigration approach, we wouldn't have this type of extremism. An example of this is the Croatian Revolutionary Brotherhood responsible for 10 separate bombings in Australia. Australian authorities now seem to have the handle on this sort of an issue, and so I won't discuss this at length. It's not really in the media today. Next, we'll discuss far-right violence. It's important to note here that these mostly are not incidents rather than conspiring, so they're planning, and the resulting charges. The events did not happen, or they were foiled during the execution of the plans. Example number one. The Victorian leader of the World Church of the Creator, a non uh, theistic white supremacist anti-Christian religious movement that that really throws out the voice of white nationalism and anti-Semitism and homophobia. It's been classified as a neo-Nazi hate group. So the, the leader of this group was convicted of stabbing another member of the group. So, you know, internal arguments, stabbing each other we can live with that in any sort of environment example number two two melbourne men with affiliations to a skinhead group were jailed for assaulting an asian student with a brick example number three members of the newly formed group australian nationalists movement split they splintered off from another neo-nazi group proceeded to launch a campaign of violence that included brutal assaults and fire bombings When sentencing the leader for 53 offences, including willful damage, assault, occasioning grievous bodily harm, arson and causing an explosion. So ASIO have commented that this is important to note, that the overall membership of these groups have never been particularly high and Australia has not experienced anything like the levels of right-wing extremism and violence that impact Europe and North America. Also gaining reliable data on the far right is Firstly, complicated by the debate over exactly what constitutes violence. Uh, what constitutes violence motivated by the far right-wing ideology? The left versus the right contrast of the conventional political spectrum is at best precise and often very subjective. Next, I would like to talk about the issue-orientated violence. This is violence that's dedicated to a specific cause, such as environmental protection and anti-abortion. It's known about issue-orientated violence. So this is our left in action here. Example number one, a co-founder of the animal rights group, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, noted that arson, property destruction, burglary, and theft are acceptable crimes when used for the animal cause. Logging contractors in Tasmania have had more than $4 million worth of damage done to machinery, buildings, and timber, Timber that had been vandalised by individuals exposed to logging on the old growth forests. In 1976, two armed men kidnapped a security guard and planted gelignite, so this explosives, at the Bunbury wood chip export terminal in Western Australia. While a conveyor tower was destroyed, additional charges failed to explode, luckily, and were ultimately diffused by police. Another example firebombing is another tactic that has been used um, by this group in Australia. For instance, three Molotov cocktails were thrown at the Darwin offices of the Jabaluka uranium mine in 1998. In June 1995, the the French consulate in Perth was firebombed by individuals protesting France's decision to resume nuclear testing in the Pacific. Another, a small group of protesters at at the World Economic Forum in Melbourne in September 2000, violently confronted the former West Australian premier spraying his car with spray painting his car and slashing his tires there are also violent clashes with police which resulted in eight people being hospitalized and more than 100 injured similarly in October 2011 a small section of occupy melbourne protesters refused to comply with the melbourne city council deadline to relocate their refusal resulted in police uh, having physical confrontations and several individuals being charged with the soul. There are also examples of deaths associated with the issue-oriented extremism. So, the left again, in July 2001, anti-abortion activist Peter Knight murdered a security guard in an attempt in an attempted massacre at the fertility clinic in East Melbourne. Although Knight had planned to shoot as many people as he possibly could before setting fire to the clinic and sealing the doors, he was overpowered by those inside. Notably. Five years later, another Melbourne man was charged with making threats to murder staff and patients at the same abortion clinic. Between 1979 and 1985, there were also at least five serious instances of violence directed against family courts. Two individuals were killed in a series of shootings and explosions, while threats were issued against at least nine family court judges and lawyers. In recent times, the primary violent extremist threat to Australia has come from jihadism. The 2010 Counterterrorism White Pages paper defines jihadism as an extremist who follow distorted and militant interpretation of Islam that espouses violence as the answer to perceived grievances. While acts of jihadist violence are often justified by the perpetrators using selectively literal interpretations of traditional Islamic text, it is important to note that the motivation for such violence is predominantly political. The first of these occurred in 2000, when prominent figures plotted to attack Israel and Jewish targets during the Sydney Olympics. A cell was also uncovered in Sydney that was planning to attack the city's electrical grid. The actions of that group were being directed by a leader in Pakistan responsible for the 2008 attacks on Mumbai. A cell of Melbourne-based men was also arrested in Operation Neath in 2009, while planning a suicide attack on Hosworthy army barracks. Overall, 23 jihadists have either been found guilty or have pleaded guilty to terrorism charges in Australia when uh, referring to the legal charge, the term terrorism will be used. Three others have also been jailed for pleading guilty to to minor terrorism-related offences. The history of hate and racism tells us that any kind of violence or hatred cannot be separated from banal or low levels of prejudice and discrimination. Hate speech leads to political violence if you allow it to escalate. The former race and uh, discrimination commissioner and author of the book on hate, Tim South from Montesano, I hope I pronounce that right, refers to a pyramid of hate crime. Far right extremist is the ugly face of much larger system of tos- toxic synergies. This comment could be directly imposed on the issue oriented extremist, but it never will be. So we're talking about the left here. So exactly what we said then about the the toxic synergies could be represented on the left for for what we just spoke about with them doing in their so-called oriented uh, sorry issue orientated activities now the abc appears to have a bias about the reporting of crime when reporting on crime in victoria particularly south sudanese crime they use words like at risk young men you know, at one point, the reporter made a bizarre reference to crime that they are not involved in. So that's a good thing. Or at least they're not involved in this crime. The ABC appear to have the ability to, when discussing black crime, that there are issues between our two cultures. But, but turn that around. When there's white crime, we're extremists. And we need to do more about it. I know, right? As far as I'm aware, all the states have policy-run community engagement programs. They reach out to our new arrivals, early intervention, to help bridge the gap in cultural understanding. A criminal is a criminal, black or white. In this instance, we must assume that the ABC has a narrative that is driven by. For an organisation that prides itself on diversity, in this case, they are hypocritically racist. So what do we do from here? The left seems to be unfairly hell-bent on silencing the centre and right, even when we're exposing the truth with facts call investigative research, we need to start calling them out on their rubbish. The time for silence is gone. They will respond with the usual, oh, you're a bigot, or you're a racist, and why use hate speech? Let them say this. Just continue with the conversation. They eventually blow up and start calling you names. I describe this as being almost therapeutic, as it, it it's their admission of having nothing coherent or interesting or factual to contribute to the discussion. Anyway, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed this cast. Please don't forget to like and follow and share on the platforms listed in the closing screen.